What did we say we're gonna name this thing? Uh, the Mansfields After Dark. Is that it? I'm nervous because I know I'm being recorded. <laughs> Welcome. Okay, let's do that. Wait, again. we need a tagline. Maybe we should write it down and then we can read it so that it's a little more fancy. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you think it should be fancy? I don't know that I've ever listened to a fancy podcast. <laughs> Welcome to the Mansfields After Dark, where we have conversations about creativity. After we put our kids to bed. From our school bus turned studio in our backyard. I'm Sasquatch Mansfield. And I'm Molly Mansfield. All right. That's good to me. I think that was pretty good. Okay. So. Okay. What are we talking about today? Um. Well, I w- first I was going to ask you how your nap... Did you have a good nap? <laughs> No, it wasn't a good nap. Like it was, it was one of those. I, I <laughs> no, I like. You know those naps where you have them, and then you're just more tired. Oh, that's what that one was. It just made oh. me want to go to sleep forever. Yeah. Instead of, it was not a power nap. It was an empowering. Nope, <laughs> disempowering nap. Maybe it was the timing, because it was basically a nap, like, just it a was l- at eight. <laughs> hour before, I mean, a couple hours before bedtime. Yeah. Um, but thanks for asking. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it was good. I was just, um, I just thought I would sit next to our son while he was watching a little uh, show about dragons or something, and then just out like a light. Yeah. Boring show. But, uh, yeah. No, it was fine. Okay, so we are going to talk about... How was your nap? I did not take a nap. Yeah, but, like, you've taken a nap before, so how was that one? I do not remember the last time I took a nap. (laughs) No way. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you do. You you take naps all the time when you're pregnant. Yeah, that was... (laughs) three years ago yeah you don't remember them though i just remember sitting on the bed with luther and reading books for literally three hours at a time Mm -hmm. and fighting with all my might not to fall asleep and leave my three-year-old unattended sounds rough (laughs) i think i was at work (laughs) Otherwise, it would have helped. Thankfully, Probably. he really liked reading books, and we could just lay in bed and read books for three hours. Yeah. Yeah, you're not very good at pregnancy. Anyway, we're talking about <laughs> being multi-passionate. Okay. That's, that's, that's me. That is right up my alley. So, something that I used to like well i really used to wish that i was different or like i gave myself a really hard time Mm -hmm. about this um i just wished that i could pick one thing and do that thing with all of my time and then get really really good at that one thing have you ever felt like that 
Yeah. <laughs> well, no, actually. That's I ha- not true. No. I, what, I here, mean, I, I know that I asked you a question, but I knew, <laughs> I knew the answer to it. <laughs> no, I mean, I think, I think I would say that I have long, well, I do, I admire people that can do that. That they they just like have I've been I've been working in this coal mine for forty seven years and you're like wow man good <laughs> job like solid work just, just keep going but uh, so like I admire those people that can that can do the same thing you know for their entire life um. And I don't know. I think there was a narrative that I was listening to of like, you know, there's all this talk about like you need to niche down and like you won't be able to make money with, you know, whatever, you know, if you're a multi-passionate, like how can you make money because your audience will be confused by you and all that stuff. So it's like an oversimplification in my mind of like, you know, what an artist is. Um, so yeah, I definitely felt like I should, but I, I never, like it was warring against who I am as a person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like wondering what it is about our culture that like, why is our culture sending that message of, um, niching down or just picking one thing or being really specific. I mean, maybe it has to do with the, um, the, (laughs) I don't know, just the, you know, the popular idea from, is it Malcolm Gladwell? Gladwell, 10,000 hours. The 10,000 hour idea, Mm -hmm. you know? I mean, for me, it was always just like a desire, like not even thinking about, a business or making money. It was always just a desire to get really good at something. Interesting. But I, um, I have always felt like, like that's a battle too. Like I've done, I've been, I've been interested in a lot of different things and done a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you have just not really able to, um, you know, stay with one thing for 10,000 hours. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, you've, um, you made slipper socks. Oh yeah. You remember that one? (laughs) Your, um, your repurposed, uh, clothing line. And what was that one called? Sheep tight. Sheep tight. Cause they were like little slippers you can put on. From made from recycled wool. Yeah, that's where the sheep comes from. Yeah. <laughs> so that that was one, and then you also made like some some shirts and stuff that was also like associated with sheep tight. I think. You you had them for sale, so don't shake your head at that. Shirts. Yeah, you you made I shirts. That. Well, anyway, you made me multiple shirts, and I wore them for a long time. Oh yeah, no, I just made those for you. No, there were ones for sale. Because I remember modeling for him for your Etsy store. <laughs> anyway, okay, whatever. But so you did that, and then you've always kind of painted, and then um, not kind of painted, 
you've painted. <laughs> uh, what are some other things? Um, I don't know. I mean, it, I guess just doing a lot of different craft and art projects. Mm -hmm. And I've just felt like, I mean, even right now, like I am oil painting again. Um, and I've been doing that for, well, I've just started up for um, the past like two years, I think. And now I'm doing monoprints, mm -hmm. which I'm really excited about. And I don't know, just I, I, I guess that I always really enjoy or get excited about experimentation and finding a new process um, that interests me. I'm very interested in different processes and like, yeah, I just worked with a lot of different mediums too, yeah. just to like try them out and I get really excited about them at first. Mm -hmm. And then, um, and then I discover a new medium that I want to try and then I get really excited about that one. Yeah. This is my entire life. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And yeah. So yeah, I think, I think you're probably right. There's, there's a, um, well, I think it might be twofold. The idea that um, to get really good at something, you have to put in 10,000 hours, which, um, you know, could be true. But I think there's also people that um, can achieve expert level without that 10,000 hours. Um, you know, there's there's like high-functioning people that can just you know, figure it out and then master it really quickly. Um, and so, uh, you know, I think it's, it's probably, um, you know, a fair statement, but, you know, maybe not necessary. Uh, and then, and then I think the other side of it is that I think it's a marketing thing. Like if, if you're wanting to make you know, you know, I, I'm kind of an entrepreneur kind of person. And so I'm definitely an entrepreneur. Yeah. And so I'm always thinking of like how to market it, like my, my target audience and like, you know, whatever I'm doing, I'm trying to like think of how to, you know, convey that. And for marketers, simplification is the best thing because then it's just like, okay, you have, you sell milk. Perfect. Like, we're going to go after people that like milk. Whereas like, you know, if you've sold milk and jeans, like those don't really work together. Mm -hmm. And so maybe start two different companies, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. Um, and so from a marketing aspect, it's hard to convey, especially whenever you're doing things that are kind of, like in the in the creativity side of things you're you're doing things that are like in the same kind of category but are um like they would they would need their own marketing channel mm -hmm. if that makes sense so i think that's that, i think that's really why people tell uh others to niche down like mm. if you're a photographer like pick 
a wedding photographer or a, you know family photographer things like that mm-hmm. um which is also like helps network like oh he is x and it creates categories in people's minds mm-hmm. but i hate that i mean why don't they just tell you instead of telling you to niche down why don't they just tell you that you can open multiple businesses Well, <laughs> I think I think the idea of old, opening multiple businesses is probably taunting to most people. And so the marketing experts try to uh, make it seem doable to the average person. But I'm not a marketing expert, and I'm only speculating. So I really have no idea. But either way, yes... Yeah, just open multiple businesses or just work harder at your marketing. Like, it'll make your marketing harder being multi-passionate, um, but it won't really, like, if that is who you are, a multi-passionate, then you won't have to fight all of the energy to not be a multi-passionate. And, and niche down because there's going to be so much energy that you're going to be like, I really want to do X right now, but I have to do Y because mm-hmm. I'm niching down. And there's so much of that, like just like pushing down who you are mm. that is going to really bite you in the butt later, mm. I think. So when did you, um, well, first, why don't you like say some of the different endeavors that you've done? Or things that you're interested in. Or you could just even say all of the things that you're currently interested in right now. Still a lot of things. Yeah. Okay. Well, we could go with... (laughs) Well, yeah. Um, So when I was 15, I started a t-shirt company with my brother. uh, And then we grew that and sold it. And then um, I wanted to be a music producer um and then barely looked into it and then gave up and then i wanted to be uh a guitar builder and i did that for 10 years um and then while i was doing that i you know fell back in love with film photography and started doing that you wound pickups i wound pickups did you build you didn't build pedals but you built a pedal board i started building pedals i built pedal boards um also you can fix anything I can fix anything. I built a house. Um, let's see. I You're renovating our 1930s house. Yep. I'm currently doing that. Um, I started a podcast. Now two podcasts. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. Uh, I made two children with you. And so that was a cool endeavor. Um Lots of things. Oh, I rock climb. Oh, writing. I'm I'm a writer. Um, yeah. Drawing. You're getting interested in drawing. I'm trying. I'm trying. I am very, doodling. I'm you're ve- really you're doodling. I'm doodling because you're not. Um. No. Yeah. I'm I, just saying that you're you're like you're trying, but you're really not trying. practicing that much yet. <laughs> Oh, but no. there's, I can see, I can see the little spark. 
Yeah, no, I'm like, I'm very interested in, in getting better at drawing because like photography to me is, is very similar. Like I like, I would, because you have to pay attention to like light and shadows. And so I think drawing would make me a better photographer because it would, it would cause me to, so it's, it, there's a reason why I'm interested in it. Um, but it's hard and I, most things come easy to me. And mm. so whenever something is hard, I have to like fight and have discipline to go, this is good for me and this will make me better. Um, so that's, mm -hmm. that's why I don't practice that much because I, I don't really like it, but I know that I would like it if I was better. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, so that's just a couple things. I have more. Yeah. Like I wanna, I wanna rebuild an old, um, like, seventies truck, like an old Chevy truck. Mm. I'd love to rebuild one of those, and you know, paint it myself and like do all of the work on it. Um. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Maybe one day. Maybe one day, but I mean. All these things I just kind of put in the back of my mind, but that they're always coming up. I'm like, oh, I should do that. Oh, maybe I should do this. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, you're definitely an idea person. Yes. Big time. And I have decent follow through. Yeah. I help you pick out which ideas are the good ones yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I do video video work too uh, now a lot. So, so when did you, um, like realize that this is who you are oh, and like see yeah. it as a good thing, <laughs> um, rather than like trying to suppress that down and, you know, wishing that you could just pick one thing. Yeah. Um, so I read, I read Walter Isaacson's. Uh, book on Leonardo da Vinci and I read it and then immediately after I finished it I read it again and I read it and then you read it and then within like the first year of me reading it I've I read it like four times dang really yeah wow um because so um you know he's a renaissance man um, and so he, he did like, yeah, he dabbled in painting. <laughs> um, and then he was, he was like one of the first, um, uh, people that weren't in the medical field to, to dissect a human cadaver if, with the purpose of learning the muscle groups. And so, so like he would, he would open someone up and then pull on a muscle and see what muscle that muscle did to the face. And like, so that informed his drawing, mm -hmm. um, which is like quite, uh, quite dedication. Yeah. But I feel like he went, he was, he went beyond the point of doing it 
for the purpose yeah. of applying it to there his was drawing behind it too he was thinking yeah he was thinking and like trying to figure out these these questions that weren't answered by science at the time like what what purpose does the heart have he was like genuinely like curious and interested mm-hmm. in just that process alone mm-hmm. yeah yeah and then and then like in his in his journals he would have like, what does the tongue of a woodpecker look like? And, you know, just very strange musings of, like, we should find these things out. And, like, he was just a very curious mind. Um, he designed uh, armor for um, the military. And, and like, bridges, bridges and things. Yeah. So he was, like, he was an architect. He was, like, a, a designer. He was a, you know... Oh, and he had a lot, of, like a lot of like military plans. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, he had a lot of like um, uh, strategies on yeah. how to, how to like win at a certain battle. Yeah. So he's just a very a very interesting mind, and so I realized whenever I read that, like he was one of those people. Also, he was a huge procrastinator. But his procrastination took form in doing all of his other things. Yeah. And so he used his procrastination for good, not for evil, of like the evil being just like sitting idly, but he would, and that's, that's what I'm doing now. Like I'm, whenever I am bored or don't want to do a specific thing that I, I have, then I just jump over to something else that's like floating my boat at the current time. And so it allows me to like still be productive, but yet procrastinate at the same time, which is what he did. And, um, so a lot of, um, a lot of what I'm doing is modeled after him, um, which is pretty good. I mean, not everything, I don't model everything. Like I'm a straight man, so I draw the line there. Wait, what are you saying? <laughs> what do you mean by straight man? <laughs> I'm not gay, you know, and he he was gay. And so I I don't model my life that far um, after him. Oh, after him. Yeah. I see. <laughs> we'll probably cut that out. <laughs> Maybe. Um but yeah, I, I think I think that he's a, a very brilliant person and when when I read that it was a real light bulb in my mind to give it gave me the permission if this great person that everybody agrees like pretty much changed the way the world operates or at least in the arts. Yeah. Um yeah. Um and I mean, he painted the world's most famous painting. Yeah. Which took him. Which one? <laughs> Mona. <Lisa. laughs> you're 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 tricking me. I'm just I'm just yanking your chain. Yeah, it took him twelve years to do it. Was it twelve? It was like twelve or thirteen. It was a Something long time. Something close to twelve. Maybe it was. I was thinking maybe it was eight or fifteen. Yeah. Somewhere in there. Oh. Okay. Yeah. You're probably right because you're the one that remembers all the facts. <laughs> I think it was 12 years. Okay. Uh and then he would just like 
come in, do a stroke, then leave. Yeah. And then come back like, you know, two months later, do another stroke. Real ridiculous. But apparently it was good. He also says that... Didn't he... Wasn't it not finished? Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't finished. So I think like maybe some of that comes from being a perfectionist. Yeah, he has... He is quoted with saying, no painting is finished, only abandoned. Right. Yeah. Which is kind of... Maybe true. Well, I abandoned my paintings pretty early on. <laughs> yeah, I think I think he probably was an extreme perfectionist, um, which probably led to his like procrastination of like in mulling over it. Right, like when you're procrastinating, you're actually so. Okay, here's what I like about being multi-passionate: the procrastination aspect. I can do other things, right? And not think about, well, if I have something that I want to like devote my mind to, I'm not one to just sit and think. I think best whenever I'm doing other things. Mm. And so like when I am, say, digging a trench for the electrical for our bus that I just ran a couple days ago, mm-hmm. I'm thinking and I'm using that time to think about because it, it doesn't take any brain power to like dig a trench you just that's just like you know that's yeah. monkey stuff yeah that's like lower brain and so i can i can do all that stuff in that motion or like the the repetitiveness of it um it gives me like mental clarity so i can just i can dream and think in my brain and so i like I like having that space to do that. I mean, we kind of talked about this, I think, last time. The idea of the departure. Yeah. When you are... When you get away from your main medium or... I don't know. Like, do you have a main medium? Me? Yeah. Yeah, I would say I do. Okay. So, yeah, when you get away from your main thing, all of these other things that you're doing, like, is contributing to that. Yeah. And just, like, feeding and fueling your, like you said, like, your 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 thinking during that time. So, it's just fuel for your creativity and for your mind. So, when you come back to the thing, the project you're working on, you have new ideas or you have inspiration Mm -hmm. and it makes you better. Mm -hmm. Totally. Makes you better to step away from it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. Yeah, I think that idea was really revolutionary for me. Like a big light bulb moment of like, you know... Especially, like, I've kind of, I've definitely felt like um, being a mom and, like, being in the role of mother all day gives me so much. um, Children are just so, well, they cause you to play, you know, and to be silly and to 
life is just so simple and beautiful and exciting and interesting. Children are curious. Young children are so curious and so creative. And so playing that role of mother, or not playing it, but, you know, doing it, has been so good for me. Like, And then whenever I come to um, my painting time in the evening after they go to bed, I, I'm just so filled up from that to be ready to paint. And then painting like brings me so much joy and peace and calming down. You know, it's very like therapeutic for me Mm -hmm. Um, that it like makes, puts me in the mind space. So the next day I'm like ready to be mom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they both just feed each other. I feel like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think I I think that's beautiful. I think that a lot of people they have they have struggles with well, I think I think this is the main fear, right? Whenever you contemplate being multi-passionate and contemplate like having having so many like f- irons in the fire is one that seems overwhelming. Like mm-hmm. Especially whenever you're doing, like me, I'm doing probably like six different things for a business, like mm-hmm. different avenues of making money. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, how do you keep up with that stuff and whatever? Um, and then also like, yeah, just just staying on point and like, what do you know what to work on each day mm. or something? Um and so, like, in comes discipline. Mm. Like, to be multi-passionate, you really have to be disciplined. Um, even though it seems like on the outside, you're just kind of, like, flying by the seat of your pants, which maybe you are a little bit. But I I always have, like, a loose framework of, um, you know, every every Sunday, you and I sit down and go over our calendars of, like, what each of us have and then... I sit down on Monday mornings and then map out my week of Mm -hmm. what I want to accomplish. And it's not necessarily like on Tuesday I do X. It's more of like this week I am doing this. And then whatever floats my boat that day, unless there's a deadline, obviously, um, then I'll just do that. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think that's something that's a piece that's, often not talked about about multi-passionate is discipline. You really have to have a lot of discipline to be a multi-passionate. Yeah, that's a really good point because I, I definitely resonate with that. And like, um, I've told you this before that it's really important for me to know, um, like for us to have that time where we plan out our week so that I know when I am painting Um, so that I, when I come into the studio, I am mentally prepared and I know what I'm doing and I'm ready to go rather than, so I, I use some of my, you know, mothering time to think about, okay, when I get to the studio today, tonight, what am I going to be working on? Um, and I 
am able to like really think through whatever project I'm working on and to know specifically what I'm going to do tonight. Whereas if I, if I don't think about that and I just come in here unprepared, then I'm just like, uh, right. I don't know what I'm doing. Right. And then I just spend like an hour trying to figure out what I'm going to do. Right. And then half my time's gone. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There's definitely times like that do you know in yeah so you have to be intentional you have to know what your aim is i think that that that's something that's like been in my mind a lot lately is an aim like an aim in life especially for multi-passionates too um like you have to have something to measure do i want to do x does it align with like my aim or goal in life or in business? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So I think that's, that's something that I'm, I keep coming back to. So, you know, and right now I will basically say yes to anything that makes me money because that's like, I'm trying to grow a business. So, um, so that's a that's pretty easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, mm-hmm. I'm a yes man right now. Um, but as as the business grows and as uh, my time is more uh, limited, then I'm going to need to stop saying yes all the time and really analyze these things of like, do I really want to work for, you know, the Coca Cola company because they asked me to do a photo shoot for them. Maybe, but probably not. I don't like Coke. I don't really care about Coke. And people that drink Coke are weird to me. Because I haven't had... Well, so- you're not saying that they're weird. But they're... Their choices. They're doing. Yeah. yeah. Their choices are very strange to me. It's... Yeah. But, you know, to each their own, I guess. But... Just drink water. (laughs) (laughs) I would totally, if there, well, I would do a shoot for a water company. (laughs) A (laughs) hundred (laughs) percent. But even now, like, so let's say that Coke uh, reached out to me now. I probably would do the job because I need the money. Right. But later, no. When you get to the point where you don't need the money, then yeah. you can pick and choose. Right. You can start dwindling. Yeah. Or narrowing. I don't know what I'm saying. No, it's 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 picking your clients and not not letting your clients pick you. Yeah. Yeah. How do you balance that with uh, like doing the work? Like. Um, How do you balance that? How do you balance that with, like, making the work that you want to be making so that you'll get those kind of clients? Because if you're taking work from clients that aren't your ideal client, then that's the kind of work that you're going to be producing, right? Personal work. Mm. Personal work to me is, 
Like, that is the biggest underlying everything of, like, me showing the world this is the kind of work that I want to be doing. And it's going to be the most, like, creative, fulfilling thing for me and the most, um, uh, you know, vision casting for my clients, right? Um, if I'm doing work for a client that I'm not really that passionate about, like, say, I don't know, taking some photos of a bank, um, well... Like, it's not creatively fulfilling, but it makes me money. And so I'm not going to show those photos to any of my future clients, you know? Mm -hmm. But it's still in the vein of what I do, and I can do it and make money at it. And so mm. um, does that answer your question? And knowing you, you're going to, like, have fun with it. Like, it's going to be enjoyable for you. Because yeah. you're so, like, in the moment, like, you make everything be, you m turn everything into fun. Yes, for sure. Yes. So, yeah, I don't know. But don't what know. you're saying is curating your work and showing, showing the work that is the work that you want to be doing so that you will attract that type of client, even yeah. though you might be taking on some other jobs that are different. A hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. I do so much work that is not seen on my Instagram feed or really even known by anybody except for the client that I work for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But if any rock climbers want to hire me, <sighs> that's my dream. I will, I will do some rock climbing photography in a heartbeat. Yeah. But, um, what, what what do you do you see any other um hang-ups to being a multi-passionate like what are some cons we talk about like how like fulfilling it is and all this stuff but like what are what are some cons of being a multi-passionate i mean i've already said this but like the main thing that comes to my mind is just um this like belief that I'm not going to be able to get good at something if I don't stick to it or if I like venture off and do these other things all the time because then I'm not putting in the time to this one thing to make me really, really good at it. Yeah, but that's a farce. Yeah, but it's like, I don't know. It's so ingrained in my head. I kind of still believe it, but no. I know, I know like now that we've, you know, read Da Vinci book and Creative Quest and been having a lot of conversations like this, one part of me knows that like I'm actually getting better at painting by doing, you know, this other thing, but... I don't know. It's like so ingrained in my brain that I kind of still don't really believe it, I think. Really? Yeah. No, I mean, your, your history, everything that you have done in life influences what you're doing now. And so, like, my 10 years of building guitars and attention to detail and, like, fine motor skills translates to 
everything that I do, like, especially in photography, I'm, you know, I'm hyper aware of design. I'm hyper aware of, you know, you know, all this stuff. Um, and so there's, it all fits into each other. And, and, and honestly, like, there's so many, I think this is something that I, um, also brought me to realizing that I'm a multi-passionate and I need to just like go full bore into it. Um, is, is that, uh, so I stopped, I stopped building guitars and then I started working at this metal shop and I knew nothing about metal at all, at all. And there were so many things that translated uh, as far as work goes or like managing people goes and all that stuff that I realized that there really aren't that many things that are truly unique. There are so many things that have parallels. Um, and so whenever you learn one thing and get pretty good at it, it translates to like probably like 10 or 12 other things. Mm. And so it, 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 it allows you to like have shortcuts in the learning process mm. and, and then you're faster at uptake mm. and gaining those skills. So I think that's why I'm a pretty fast learner is because I just use my shortcuts that I already know, um, for other things from other things. Yeah. That was one of the other things you did is, um, really fine metal work uh-huh. at a oh it was a 15 million dollar penthouse you did that for two years two years yeah who knew you could do really fine metal work isn't that neat <laughs> i got thrown on that literally like six months into that job and um that was just me saying like i used to do fine you know woodworking metal can't be that hard and so I just said yes mm-hmm. and offered my services. And then it was miserable, <laughs> but not really. I mean, it was, it, the clients were miserable, but the, um, the work and like that, I'm never going to get to do that ever again. And it yeah. was like such a fun experience. And I met some really cool people doing it. Like some of the best tradesmen in Austin were working on that job. So, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's so interesting. And, but I also think that even if it doesn't apply like specifically to like the technicality of doing something, um, like being a mom and like parenting and homeschooling my kids during the day doesn't like, you know, make me better at mixing color or like, you know, doing the perfect brushstroke or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it gives me ideas and it gives me, it inspires Mm -hmm. me. And it's, it's more of like, um, building on my creativity Mm -hmm. so that when I come to the canvas, I'm like, I'm inspired and Mm -hmm. I have, 
something to paint. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, um, so yeah, speaking of that, so my, on that job, I, I got really into sacred geometry, uh, from that job because it was a lot of like, lots of like weird angles and like, you just had to like be in tune with sacred geometry. At least that's what I thought. I mean, there's another way to not be in tune with it, but sacred geometry is awesome and it looks cool. So (laughs) I got really into it. And then through getting into that, like that influenced my shooting and, you know, understanding shapes and Mm -hmm. in composition with sacred geometry and things Mm -hmm. like that. And And when you say sacred geometry, that's like the golden ratio. Um, there's, there's some of that. Yeah. So that's part of it. But, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's certain, um, shapes in geometry that are, you know, um, I don't know, they're, they're used throughout, like they're, they're called sacred because it's, it's, it's just kind of what nature uses. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's all these things but the the main one yeah is the fibonacci sequence which is one one two three so you anyway just look it up it's (laughs) you add you add the number previous so one and one makes two two and one makes three three and two makes five five and three makes eight and so and Mm -hmm. so on um and that's that that creates a spiral basically, mm-hmm. um, if you were to graph it out, but anyway, yeah, so it's the same thing of like things that you don't really think would influence mm. your work, but they do because you're doing other things, you know, mm-hmm. I think just going back to discipline and going back to, um, like the the troubles of being multi-passionate. Like, honestly, it's a simpler life to have a singular focus. It, it simplifies your life. It makes, you know, things, it makes your, uh, you know, your bullet journal way less cluttered. Um, you know, mine is like one page is like the Enneagram. I'm like, notes about that. And then the next page is like, you know, all these film stock notes and then the next page, you know, it's just like, there's a lot of stuff in there. And, um, uh, anyway, (laughs) my point exactly. Your, your brain can get cluttered. (laughs) Like Mm. I am just, I think, I think a lot. I think, I think a lot. I know (laughs) I think a lot. And, um, and the only way to have any sort of success in what I do is to write down goals, mm-hmm. write down, um, I'll work really well with deadlines. If, you know, if you who is listening don't like, that's fine too. But I think most people probably work good with deadlines. Oh, they give me anxiety. Okay. never mind then. 
<laughs> you do you do do really well with them. Yeah, for sure. Me. Um, well, I I don't know. I guess it depends on what kind of deadline. But you like, like but you why like setting like, deadlines for me? <laughs> well, actually, I set. I think I set deadlines. I I definitely set self impose like deadlines and goals for myself. Yeah. But what I do, the way that we're different, is that. I get my thing done way before the deadline. Yeah. Because that makes me feel comfortable. But you like to wait until the very last minute. Yeah. Like one minute before the deadline's about to expire. Mm -hmm. And then you do this thing that's supposed to take you five hours in one minute. And then you're done. (laughs) Yeah. It's not the way to live, guys. I wouldn't suggest it. But it's what works for you. And I think it that's is what works for me. I think that's what is like, that's kind of what we've been talking about this whole time is like not fighting who you are and trying to be like what, you know, the culture says yeah. you have to be in order to be successful yeah. or to be good at something. But figuring out the way that you work best and then just embracing that and yeah. being more than being okay with it. But yeah playing into it yeah 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 okay so so yes you need to you need to have discipline you need to have um a structure to your day um even if it's a loose structure um i i wake up pretty early um we'll just go through my structure why not this is an example i wake up pretty early um and uh, so typically around five and then, uh, first thing I'll drink some water, like a, a nice big glass of water to like, you know, replenish my fluids from dehydration. And then I will come out and do as many pull-ups as I can, um, on my pull-up bar. How many pull-ups can you do? Well, I can do, um, 10 consecutive. Ooh. So like just normal pull-ups um and then and then just you know do something else like squats or something and then go back and do as many as i can and it's not 10 every time but or or i'll just do 10 second pull-ups which is 10 seconds up 10 seconds up uh holding at the top and then 10 seconds down so it's a very controlled pull-up which uh focuses more on like the finer muscles and the small so you have control on the wall this is the only reason that i do pull-ups is so that i can get better at climbing Mm -hmm. anyway also i guess fitness um (laughs) so after i work out and and do that then i'll come in to the bus uh let's say it's on a monday morning and i will i'll grab my journal and i will look through um all of my goals that i have Uh, and uh, just projects that I'm working on and, and pick out some, some goals for this week and, um, and then assign one or two to the day. Um, I try not to overload my day. I try to make it as, um, you know, comfort as, as possible, as comfortable as possible. There it is. Um, Because I know, I might be pulled away for, you know, kid stuff or whatever. Um, I try to, I try to have goals, but not, um, 
unattainable. Mm-hmm. Although sometimes, sometimes I overload myself. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I think you're getting a lot better at that. Yeah, a little you bit. used to set these really high yeah. goals. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna write ten thousand words today. Like, well, nope. Um, yeah. So, so I'll do that, and then, um, and then just start working. And then, whenever I feel like my mind is kind of mushy, I'll either um, take a quick little break and then do some push-ups uh, in the bus. Or I will do some pull-ups outside. Just something to get my blood flowing again. And my mind, like, not staring at a computer. And then I'll come back and do some more stuff. So it... Yeah. And that's, that's pretty much my life. Um, Except that every day is different. Every single day is different. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, some days I'm traveling. Or some days I'm, you know, whatever. Um, and obviously I can't do pull-ups on the road or I haven't really figured out a way to do it, but I mean, I could, I could go to a, I could stop go to at a playground. Yeah. I could stop at a playground. You're right. Okay. Just I'm be failing. a creepy guy. Yeah. Just some, some <laughs> random guy. Coming by himself to a playground. Yeah. No doing kids. a couple pull-ups on the monkey bars. Yeah. yeah. And then just leaving. Maybe don't do that. I actually. probably won't. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I think there's, you have to figure out what works well for you. And I think, I think something that's really important is getting your mind loose and in giving your, getting the blood moving again. So whether it's like taking a walk or doing something like that, but, but, but deep, be disciplined about those things. Like if you feel yourself not being that productive, then go for a walk, go, you know, for a run, if you can run without hurting your back, unlike me, for some reason, I'm sure someone has an answer to that, but Taylor does. Mm. She's listening. She's like, I know exactly why. (laughs) Um, but, um, yeah. So yeah, you just, you just gotta, you really have to put your head down and, and have, the hard discipline so you can have the freedom to enjoy uh, being multi-passionate because it is so much fun to have so many irons in the fire and to have all these conversations with all these people about all these projects that you're doing. It's really fun. Um, But you just have to be uh, mindful that you only have so much time and you can only get so much done in a day. And don't overload yourself and then you'll just get burned out and not want. You'll, you'll think that you're not a good multi-passionate. You have to set yourself for a win to be a multi-passionate. Put in the hard work before of like setting the guidelines. I think as artists and as creatives, we really play well inside of frameworks if it's open-ended, this is why I don't like digital photography Mm. is it's so open-ended. I feel like I could do literally anything that I I need. I need a box that I can play within. Like film is limiting. I can't really shoot it at night. uh, At least not for what I normally shoot. And, and so it puts, 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 boundaries on me and then i can play within those boundaries so anyway yeah that's that's my little tidbit on discipline 
you must have discipline. Otherwise, you will fail. I think that's really important. And, like, I totally agree with um, just your mind getting too full and having a place to be able to, um, like, unload it a little bit and let, like, I, I keep an idea list. I actually have, like, tons of different lists on my phone. On, on, I use Trello. Mm-hmm. Um, and so whenever, like, I think of something, then I just put it on there, and then it's out of my mind. And I don't have to, it doesn't have to take up that storage in my mind anymore. And then my mind is free to keep doing what it needs to doing yep. or to like get new ideas. Yep. Um, so that has been really helpful for me. Yeah. There was something else I was going to say. Hmm. Um, what you were right. saying made me think about it. Yeah. Yeah, Trello Trello is a really wonderful um application. Um just for like idea dumping and and also and also um uh managing like goals and tasks and things like that. It's pretty good. I've I've kind of transitioned into a bullet journal instead of Trello, but um I just use Trello for idea dumps. Which is good. I used to, uh, this is something that I really want to get back into doing is morning pages. Um, it's a really, really helpful exercise to get out all the like monkey brain. Mm-hmm. Um, what it is, if you're not familiar with it is you take a notebook and then you just stream of consciousness, write. You don't judge your writing. You just write whatever is in your brain. You're just whatever thoughts are in your brain, you write them down. And then even if your thought ends and starts a new thought, you do that. Like the sentences don't have to make sense. They are just out on the page and you fill three pages of that. Um, and then when you're done, you feel like you're, <laughs> you're just like operating on like a different level than you have been. Um, it's really, really a helpful exercise but it takes time. Yeah. And that comes from Julia Cameron's Mm. book, the artist's way, Mm -hmm. which is like therapy for creatives. Yeah. It's magic. It is magic. Everybody should do it. There you go. (laughs) So the way these microphones work is, you nope. Mine's different than yours. Right here? Yes. Oh, <laughs> I was doing I was, was I talking the wrong way the whole time? Yeah, and now you're too loud. Oh. It's all right. We're done. <laughs> We're pretty much over. It's all right. I'll be able to use it. Okay. But, uh. Sorry. No, it's okay. Just in the future, you know, use that microphone. I didn't, I didn't know. It's it's my fault. I I blame myself for not telling you. I kept on like gesturing, and I should have just said, "Hey, <laughs> use the microphone." <laughs> but no, I mean it, it's totally fine. Audio quality is going to be great. 
But next episode, even better. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So anyway, I guess we're done here. Okay. And um, do you feel like we're done? I think so. I mean, I don't... I'll probably think of a lot more things Yeah. to say later. Yeah. Yeah. That's usually what happens. Um, okay, guys. Bye. Bye. I think that was a really good episode. You think so? Yes. Oh, there was gold in there. Really? Oh, yeah. Where? I'm excited about it. People are going to love that episode <laughs> if anybody listens to it. <laughs> if anybody listens to it. <laughs>